Welcome to Che's Lounge, a newsletter and podcast focusing on issues important to women. I'm Anna Lynch, the creator of Che's Lounge. If you find the content here compelling, please like, share, and tip if you feel so moved. This newsletter and podcast takes time and effort to create each week, so I appreciate any and all the ways you can show it some love. Let's start with some health news. The American Heart Association looks to decrease maternal mortality rates in the United States. The American Heart Association issued a statement this week making recommendations of improvements that are needed in the American health care system to decrease maternal mortality rates. As other countries have decreased their rates over the past 10 years, the mortality rates have actually increased in the United States. With two out of three maternal deaths estimated to be preventable, it's time to get to work. The statement outlines three areas for improvement and gives detailed breakdowns of how to achieve the goals. First, modernize maternal health care delivery. Second, address disparities and inequalities. And third, update technology and systems. Let's hope the medical community listens. In legal news, the chilling case of a mother addicted to meth charged with the murder of her fetus. A California woman who was addicted to methamphetamine while pregnant delivered a stillborn child. Two days later, she was arrested and charged with murder and eventually was sentenced to 11 years in prison after admitting to, quote, manslaughter of a fetus, unquote. The problem is there is no such crime in California. The case is on appeal, but the ramifications of her case and that of another California woman prosecuted in the same county leave the door open for prosecutors to go after women who miscarry or, if Roe falls, seek an abortion. Columbia legalizes abortion. Columbia legalized abortion at up to 24 weeks gestation for all women this week. Previously, abortion was only legal for reasons of rape, fetal abnormalities, or if the health of the mother was endangered by the pregnancy. Joining Argentina and Mexico, Colombia is the third of the four most populous countries in Latin America to legalize abortion over the past few years. Interestingly, these are all countries where Catholicism is the primary religion, but somehow they approve of abortion. Perhaps it is not a religious question after all. SCOTUS, are you listening? In economic news, United States women's soccer team reaches settlement for equal pay. The U.S. women's soccer team reached a $24 million settlement with the U.S. Soccer Federation in back pay. Additionally, the settlement requires the U.S. men's and women's team members to be paid equally in all games and tournaments including the World Cup. The settlement is a sweet victory for this team and paves the path for other women's sports to follow as they amass more fans. Some workplace tips. Inclusive language in Microsoft 365. Did you know that there is a tool in Microsoft 365 that will help you make sure that your emails and documents contain inclusive language? Within Microsoft Word, Go to select File, Options, Proofing, Writing Style, then select Grammar and Refinements, Settings. 
and you will have options for flagging age, sex, and gender bias language in your writing. Personally, I'm a Mac user, so this does not help me, but when I showed it to my husband for his work email, he was really pleased to have that option. If you use Microsoft 365, give it a try. Okay, now on to our feature piece. My 10-year journey to treating menopause. It was December 2009 when I first heard the words no one wants to hear. You have breast cancer, my friend and breast cancer surgeon, told Gail, told me. This was caught very early, so you have a good prognosis. I was 47, and like anyone in that situation, I had a host of emotions that I could not identify in the moment. I also, of course, had lots of questions. As I went through treatment over the next two years, my doctors answered many of them, but not one of them talked to me about what being thrown into menopause immediately as a result of chemotherapy would be like. It was an omission that affected my life until a year ago when I visited a gynecologist specializing in menopause. When I went to my primary care and oncology doctors over the years and reported symptoms, I was told to use more lube, which really wasn't all that helpful. It was akin to putting an ill-fitting Band-Aid on a problem. It was only when I started following Dr. Jen Gunter and then Dr. Rachel Rubin on Twitter that I realized that there was treatment available that no one was telling me about. I purchased Dr. Gunter's books, The Vagina Bible and The Menopause Manifesto, and learned that there were safe treatments available beyond lube. That was when I started looking for a doctor who specializes in treating menopause. When I went to my first appointment, I was really struggling, but with some guidance from the doctor and some exercises, and more importantly, estrogen cream, things improved over two months and my symptoms subsided. I couldn't believe it. But then I was mad that it had taken so long, over 10 years, to get proper treatment. While I recognize that there were some changes in guidelines over those 10 years, I also know that the primary care and oncology doctors with whom I was speaking were not keeping up with the literature. While there are many physiological changes that happen when women enter menopause, the most significant is the lack of estrogen and androgens in her body. The pH levels in her vagina change, losing collagen and elastin. The blood supply is reduced, leading to a lack of lubrication. The more recent medical name for this cluster of symptoms is genitourinary syndrome of menopause, or GSM. These changes can lead to chronic urinary tract infections, or UTIs, painful sex, and urinary leakage. In 2019, the American Urological Association issued guidance to include vaginal estrogen as a prophylaxis for peri- and postmenopausal women with recurrent UTIs to reduce future UTI risk. While many consider UTIs to be a nuisance, they can lead to sepsis and then death if not treated promptly. In fact, according to the European Association of Urology, up to 31% of sepsis cases start as UTIs, representing 2.8 million to 9.8 million cases in the U.S. and Europe, leading to as many as 1.6 million deaths. 
Now that there is a safe and effective treatment, the issue is getting the word out to the public and all doctors, especially those practicing in primary care. This treatment should not be confused with hormone replacement therapy pills, which are systemic in nature. Treatment for GSM involves creams, rings, or suppositories. The estrogen stays in the vaginal area and does not enter the bloodstream. Therefore, does not contribute to cancer or other side effects of HRT pills. It is safe for former breast cancer patients like me. And for those who are concerned about cost, Mark Cuban's new prescription drug website, Cost Plus Drug Company, covers many types of vaginal estrogen products. As of this date, however, those of us who live in North Carolina cannot order drugs from this website due to some licensing issues. Hopefully those will get cleared up. I'm sharing this incredibly personal story in the hopes that it will help other women. If the content in this article is news to you, please can share, consider sharing it widely among your female friends. After all, information is knowledge, and knowledge is power. That's all for this week, and I encourage you to please like and share as usual. Have a wonderful week. See you next week.